welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to StockTwits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at Trading Experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Tuesday, June 1st. The markets were mellow, except for energy, but we'll circle back to that. Was today's tape a holiday weekend hangover? Yeah, I mean, we're getting the first remnants of summer trading with Memorial Day kicking off. Last week, leading into the first weekend of summer, we saw expectedly low volumes. Last year, the world was locked down all summer, so we didn't see volume taper as much as years past. It has me wondering if we see the low volume environment amplified this year as the world is finally reopening. So it's been a quiet couple of weeks. The S&P is trading about 1.5% range over the past six trading days. A real snooze fest, if you ask me. But oil's back on the rise as energy's been the strongest sector. But as you mentioned, we'll get back to that in a minute. The meme stocks continue to carry higher. AMC settled at its highest price since February 7th, 2017. What's the latest news from the nearly deceased theater company? Right. All the meme stocks, GameStop and AMC, are back on the rise. But we saw them do this mid-March And the broad market also acted similarly in terms of laxadaceiveness, maybe signaling the retail frenzy is spooking big money a bit. I'm not sure there. I don't think it has to do with the summer market as much as retail banding together here. But we saw that one of the great finesses happen this week with Mudrick Capital. Mudrick brokered a deal with AMC to buy more than 8 million shares of stock for around $230 million. This valued the shares around 27 bucks. The funny part of the deal is that there was zero lockup on the shares, meaning Mudrick could sell the shares in the open market as soon as they got them if they wanted. You rarely see deals papered this way. So AMC announces they're raising the capital in an effort to pay off some of their debt. The same day AMC announces the Mudrick deal, Mudrick flips the shares for a profit and even calls the stock overvalued. The audacity finesse of the year right there but the apes stayed strong and bought into amc's growth strategy of paying down its exorbitant debt as they now look to go on the aggressive saying they want the new cash to fuel growth through acquisitions they're trying to capitalize on the meme stock craze and pivoting that into new growth drivers within the company you can't really ask the company to handle this situation any better than they are seeing as they're facing bankruptcy in the past year so we'll see if this one can continue to rise The hackers are back, and this time the target was a meat plant. The world's largest meat producer had to shut down a large portion of their plants. Where are we at with this hack attack? So another cyber attack taking down a huge supply chain here in the U.S. A few weeks ago was the Colonial Pipeline leading to gas trains on the East Coast. This time we're seeing JBS hacked, and they're the largest meat producer across the globe. They're based out of Brazil, but they're an international powerhouse at this point. They're forced to shut down the five biggest beef plants in the U.S., which together handle over 22,000 cattle a day. So here in the U.S., we got 20% of production halted, nearly all of Australia's production, as well as Canada's largest producer, has been temporarily shut down. And it was a very similar ransomware attack we saw with the Colonial Pipeline. We don't know who's at the helm of the attack just yet. There are murmurs. It's coming from the Eastern European area, which is where Darkside, the last group of hackers, came from. But again, only rumors for now. And will consumers see ramifications? That's a big we'll see, which all depends on the length of the shutdown. Gas prices are much more sensitive to supply chains than meat plants. So if this goes on another week or two, we shouldn't see any drastic price changes to meat products. If this goes on for another month, though, all bets are really off as the supply chain would be seriously constrained at that point. They do have backup systems in place. They're looking to get plants back up and running in the next couple of weeks, barring any changes. We'll keep a close eye on any updates with this one. 
So we've mentioned oil is back on the rise. It actually cruised to its highest price since October of 2018. We've come a long way since last year's negative numbers. What's got oil hiking higher? And it looks like oil prices will remain on the rise with the increased demand we're seeing as the world only further reopens. A barrel of crude is now trading over 70 bucks, which it hasn't seen in three years. Because of the pandemic of last year, oil producers have had to seriously cut back on their output in the market until this year where they began normalizing the supply once again. OPEC agreed to continue to boost the output as they're expecting to continue to see this upswing in demand. You have to remember the oil market has been in shambles for a large part of the past year along obviously with many industries. They cut production of almost 10 billion barrels a day at one point. They want to get as much oil as they can into the market to make up for that lost time. So now they're decreasing the cuts slowly at each of these monthly OPEC meetings with the decision from the latest meeting going with the 10 million barrel cut I was talking about last year. That cut now is down to about 5.8 million barrels from where we stood pre-pandemic. So the last wrench in these plans has to deal with the Iranians, who are in discussions with six world powers to revive its 2015 nuclear deal. The restoration of that deal would mean they're able to produce oil once again, which would be another huge supplier in the market. So OPEC's policy in the next meeting will likely revolve around the status of the Iranian nuclear deal, as they could end up flooding the market with more oil production. Common thought would lead you to believe the Iranians would not overly supply the market, as it's also in their best interest to keep prices high, but you never know. We'll keep an eye on OPEC as well as Iran's nuclear deal here. Zoom reported earnings after the bell. The stock zipped 3% on the numbers. What were some highlights from today's report? Really solid growth out of Zoom here. After hours, they've been gyrating in about an 8% range, down 4%, around up 4% now. The numbers were fantastic, though. Revenue growth up almost 200% in the last year. Analysts estimated they would have $280 million in free cash flow. They reported over $450 million. They've upped their full-year outlook, but it seems traders aren't favoring these numbers as much as they're looking toward the economy fully reopening. Zoom Video was, of course, the poster child of lockdown stocks, and the stock hasn't been able to get any serious traction since it topped just before the vaccine was announced last year. We'll see if anything changes tomorrow in this report because honestly, the numbers were definitely there. Alrighty, Shake. Well, that's a wrap for today. We'll get Lulu earnings later this week, but we'll be back tomorrow after hours. You've been listening to Stock Twits After Hours. To learn more and subscribe today, visit StockTwits.com. All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of StockTwits or their affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended for the basis of any investment decision. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.